Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Dan Malecki. Great fun music with the great Ollie Landos at the back there. Is he at the back or at the front? He's somewhere. He's on the veranda. He's somewhere. He's somewhere, Ollie. He's playing the music. Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel. We're one race down. Now, my little, um, my little dissertation here on the second race, I'm a big believer. Once upon a time, um, then the low-hanging fruit was thoroughbred racing for harness racing. So people got their introduction to punting. Out of uh, thoroughbred racing, generally speaking, and then, and then you know, unless they were harness racing fans or greyhound fans, and then you moved them through. Well, we spoke about it earlier, but most people get their introduction to punting, most young punters these days, over the age of 18, of course, gamble responsibly, um, start their, their wagering journey through sport. And sport is generally a, um, a three-outcome situation where a team or a player wins, the other one wins or they draw. And this is the kind of race I think they'll love because they will look at it and say, well, I don't have to worry about anything from uh, Everybody's Avenger, Mercenary, Coo Cullen, uh, Kyvelli Hotspur, Royal Charlotte, Medina Sky, Bogarson. I've got three options here. The drawer is Egret, and the other two contestants here are RC Phoenix and Revelstoke. And it's very much like a, a footy head-to-head market where one team's $1.65 and, $1, and the other team's $3.60, only you're getting a better price because... It's not a head-to-head contest. But anyway, that's enough from me. Uh, I think RC Phoenix will balance up here, find the front and probably win. But it'll be interesting, won't it? Because there is some speed drawn inside of RC Phoenix and they're all going to be jostling for the position to try and be behind him in transit. Yeah, good analogy. I like that one, actually. It's, um, it does make sense. And even the market, not dissimilar. Um, I, I agree with you. I think RC Phoenix, the fact that A, he's come back, uh, a little bit more mature, much sharper, um, very impressive. But he's got that race fitness. Now, Revelstoke, Egret come from a camp that they'll be right up on the mark, but they can have improvement in them. They don't have to be 100% to, A, win this race, but also be at their top uh, so early on in their prep. And RC Phoenix, this is where barrier seven is an advantage, okay? This is where it needs to be used up and to use it as an advantage. Because if you go back from seven, you may as well have drawn eleven. So with a horse that's race fit, RC Phoenix has got the advantage to be able to press its way forward on the strength of its two wins from a spell. A, it's got its stable mate there, who's one of the possible leaders in the race. The rest of them would have respect and want to sit on the back of RC Phoenix. So I can see him starting shorter on that basis. Revelstoke has got any amount of ability, and it's the one out of Egret and Revelstoke, I would think, is more capable of defeating RC Phoenix uh, first up, just on raw ability. But Egret's the one that is more consistent and more reliable. Uh, and that's the way I've worked them out. I've gone in that order, 7, 10, 9. I'm not ruling out Ebony's Avenger from maybe splitting one of them, um, but I've put her in for fourth. So 7, 10, 9 and 1. 
I've got seven, ten, nine, and six. So very, very similar thinking to you here, Dan. Uh, RC Phoenix, I think. You know, there was a study. I was discussing this with the great Adrian Barlow, Ace Man at uh, at HRV yesterday. We did a study going back some years ago, and the best barrier was uh, was barrier six, and the reason was because of all the preferential draw races. Actually, drawing wide on the front line, as you've just outlined, is such an advantage in preferential draw races to drawing off the second row because if you're good enough, you can hang there, can't you, and then accelerate and make sure you you create that distance. And that is so critical in harness racing, creating the distance between yourself and your major rivals. So RC Phoenix gets an advantage there, gets an advantage in fitness, and also Snooze Fenosio's team could not possibly be going any better. He yeah. also joined us on on burning questions, but it's just phenomenal how well they're going. And um, I've, got to, I've got to say, um, we'll, we'll leave this race and go for a break because we've got to get one little segment into 7, 10, 9 and 6. But you could not have broken my heart more last week, Dan, than when yeah. you said when Anywhere Hugo found the front, you were, you were alerting punters very early in the race. He's going to be very hard to beat from here. And I'm just like, I need to get him beaten. I can't have this horse winning. But, but there were a couple of times uh, during the course of the night, and that was one, where you, uh, it was almost as though you were telling anybody on Anywhere Hugo, I reckon you might be on here. And if you're not on Anywhere Hugo in your early quaddies, it's time to start getting worried because <laughs> he's going to be very hard to beat once he found the front and you knew it. Yeah, maybe identify that, but I can't bet on the run. I'm too busy watching the race. So hopefully um, um, I can alert someone else to doing it. It'd be interesting at times to be able to match up what price it could be in the run yeah. at that time when yeah. it's identified. It just, they, they look like there couldn't be any other possible result, to be quite truthful. And anywhere Hugo's done that a few times, you think of a few times when he's oh, been in front uh, and uh, he's pretty hard to get past. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> But I, I just thought it was, it was just beautiful commentary, really. And uh, it happened a little bit later in the night as well. I'm trying to remember that one. Let's go for a break, come back, get through the third event on the program before we finish off. Or do you want to, no break here? You want to keep going? No. Oh, no. Oh, we're going to, we'll carry it through. We'll go through one more race, two and a half minutes. That'll be more than enough time to get through this four-year-old affair because Star Celebrity, I haven't looked at the price yet, but I marked it at $1.20. It can't... Value. It can't, it can't possibly be getting beaten you wouldn't have thought. I had a little bit of a scare from a good horse last time out in Ludacris who goes around in the final event. But I reckon we can make money. I actually like this race from an exotic perspective because I reckon now that Remove Valley's out, the magic feeling's going to ping straight across the pole market, wait for Star Celebrity to be behind the leader. And I think it finishes second or third at very worst. I'm hoping you agree, Dan. Yeah, I have. Um, I can't tip against Star Celebrity. Uh, seven on top, three magic feeling. Um, Six all to rage uh, and four love bites. So three, sorry, seven, three, six, and four. Look pretty straightforward, mainly because I couldn't find anything that I could even think was an outside chance of beating Star Celebrity here. Um, looks too good, but the price is a dollar oh seven for this four-year-old mare, um, which is a bit of a put off to have a a bet in the race unless you take exotics. I would think, uh, even at a dollar oh seven, I'm not sure I'd be wanting to put Star Celebrity in uh, an, an all up. Uh, but maybe try to identify one of those runners or even back two of them to make a little profit for the place. You might be able to do that. Magic feeling and all the rage. You back them both the place, you can make a tiny profit. Minor suggestion anyway. Start, so this is how I'm going to play the race. Um, yeah, it's always a dollar seven chances, by the way, and the dollar tens and the dollar fifteens when you do have a multi. They're the ones that will get beat somehow. So mm. star celebrity, I'm thinking... Um, 
just the way the race is going to be run, because, I mean, single file is... Single file's favourite, heavy favourite here, isn't it, Dan? Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. So you're looking yep. at Magic Feeling gets across Barack and Abrak and then waits for Star Celebrity. I'm thinking first falls here. So seven to beat three to beat Field Field. will only cost you 12. So you can have four. Okay, bet to your budget, but have $48 on that. That's for four times. And then seven to beat Field to beat three to beat Field. $12 for 25%. It's a $60 investment. Bet to your budget if you've got six, whatever. Right, but that's, that's how I would... Uh, that's how I'd be going about it. And I reckon we can make some money out of this race. And it looks like a race where you can't bet, but you absolutely can, particularly the fact that Barack Enabrak is $51 when it's going to get that perfect run, I think, three back to poles and could finish third or fourth for you. And if it does, all of a sudden, the dividend explodes. Right. We're through the first three races and through the first half an hour, but the real stuff kicks in when we return. One more big hour of the Friday form panel to come. Stick with us.